Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. This world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is The Mage as well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Mages, thanks for tuning in and welcome to Season 2. Sexy new theme tune, I hope we like. Also, this season is going to take on a slightly more darker vibe, especially throughout October to mark Halloween. So, we're kicking off season two with the Dark Moon. I mentioned it briefly in the New Moon episode because the Dark Moon often gets mislabeled as a new moon. Different moon phases and also different energies and themes around them. In the words of Mark Twain, Everyone is a moon and has a dark side which they never show anybody. I've slightly adapted it because it only referenced men, but you get the idea. What is a dark moon? Well, a dark moon marks the end of a lunar cycle. We have a new moon, waxing to a full moon, which wanes away into a dark moon, and then it waxes again into a new moon, and so on and so on. When we see these different moon phases in the sky, it's not due to the moon changing, per se. The phases represent the moon's ability to reflect the sun's light. So they really mark the changing relationship between the moon and the sun. Astronomy says the new moon begins on a dark moon, which I personally, and many within spirituality, do not agree with. Technically, there is no moon in the sky when it's an astronomy termed new moon, because the moon sits below the horizon when it's ending its cycle. It's technically a dark moon. Does this make sense? I don't want to talk about it too much and get bogged down in details. I spoke about it in the new moon episode and I worded it slightly differently, and it may be easier to understand if you listen to the new moon one, if you're a little lost. But just for clarity, when you see new moon, read it as dark moon. 
So we've got this dark moon at the end of the lunar month, usually a three-day period. Now, ancient Greece called this moon phase the old moon and linked it with Hecate. The Indians call it Amavesa, roughly translating to no moon bear, and relate it to their goddess Kali. Both these goddesses are very powerful, and parts of them relate to the darkness and what that encapsulates. The dark moon is also heavily linked to serpents, with this idea of shedding its skin being linked to the lunar cycle. It was also believed that serpents made their home in and belonged to the underworld. Often deities representing the dark moon and the underworld are associated with snakes, or may have snakes in their hair. There's a lot of suspicion and superstition around this phase of the moon, which largely reflects our relationship to darkness on a societal level. We fear what we cannot see, and in the space that we cannot see, we project our deepest and darkest anxieties to fill that void with the terrible. On this dark canvas, we paint our confusion, our desperation, and our terror. It's a place where our demons roam and have dominion. But the fact is, we need darkness in its various meanings and definitions. We need it to rest, to recuperate and grow. It's a pause for regeneration. And often, our worst fears come to nothing, usually. <laughs> As it's the end of a cycle, it's a time for introspection and reflection. Going inwards, divination, breathwork, shadow work, and honouring and working with the dead. Spoiler alert, as part of honouring this darkness and the dark moon, and tying it in with autumn and Halloween, I'm gonna cover these things over the course of October. There are some that are cautious when doing ritual work and spells around this time, saying the energy is volatile, and some go as far to say it's evil. I don't buy into that. It's a great time for banishment and protection, which I've covered in the episode called Protection, so I'm not really going to delve into that because I want to give you new things to do. But I've created a witch bottle under a dark moon and called in Hecate, Artemis, and Baba Yaga. The dark moon, it's great for this kind of work. Journaling. Now, I am a huge fan of journaling. I have journals for nearly every mood. There's one for my achievements. There's one for my dreams that I've had. I've got one that I use when I don't feel myself. The dark moon is a great time to reflect with some journaling. And I'm going to give you some prompts to work around. You could ask yourself, what did you accomplish this lunar month? What challenges did you face? And how did you overcome them? Did you notice any growth and how you handled them? What did you struggle against internally wise? For example, did you notice any insecurities or anxieties come up for you? The dark moon is also a great time to do divination. Now, regardless of your method, be it runes, tarot, scrying, whatever. Also, I should mention, if you have an obsidian mirror, amazing time to work with it and get it out. I like to pull a tarot card for the coming lunar month to see to see what it represents and what it'll bring up for me. I tend to keep this on my altar for a reminder and to work with that energy that it invites. Try this, or maybe you could do a larger spread during this time. I found this simple tarot spread from Natalie Rousseau. And it uses three cards. And card one would represent what is passing away at this time. 
and how can I relax into or trust this process of release? Card 2. What am I being asked to relinquish my hold or claim on? Where in my life do I need to more actively practice letting go? And the final card, card 3. What is the core message for me at this time? What is the teaching I'm being asked to receive? Dark Moon Bath. So, you know me, I love my baths, and I love this one. We're going to be calling on Persephone and Hades, a power couple if there ever was one, as king and queen of the underworld. The energy that they represent is perfect for this phase of the moon. The bath can be used to richly cleanse yourself of the past lunar month. I found some ancient hymns to Hades and Persephone that can be used as invocations. Light some black candles around a running bath and pour in some black salts. Pour in some pomegranate juice, a diced apple and some rose petals. These are all symbols of Persephone. You can even chuck a pomegranate in there. The black salt and candles relate to Hades. Get in the bath and face west, which is the direction of the underworld. And the Persephone incantation is as follows. And as you say this, you want to squeeze a sliced pomegranate all over you. Persephone, blessed daughter of Zeus, sole offspring of Demeter, come and accept this gracious offering. Much honoured spouse of Pluton, discreet and life-giving, you command the gates of Hades in the bowels of the earth. Lovely tressed Praxodic, pure bloom of Dio, mother of the Irenes, queen of the netherworld, secretly sired by Zeus in clandestine union, mother of loud-roaring, many-shaped Eubolius, radiant and luminous, playmate of the seasons, revered and almighty, maiden rich in fruits, brilliant and horned, only beloved of mortals. In spring you take your joy in the meadow of breezes, you show your holy figure in grasses teeming with grass-green fruits. In autumn you were made a kidnapper's bride. You alone are life and death. To toiling mortals, O Persephone, you nourish all. Always, and kill them too. Hearken, O blessed goddess, send forth the fruits of the earth. As you blossom in peace and in gentle-handed health, Bring a blessed life, and a splendid old age to him who is sailing to your realm, O Queen, and to mighty Pluton's kingdom. And then the Hades invocation goes. In the Tartarian plains remote from fight, and wrapped forever in the depths of night, terrestrial Jove, Zeus Cathonios, thy sacred ear incline, and pleased accept thy mystic's hymn divine. Earth's key to thee, illustrious king, belong, its secret gates unlocking, deep and strong. Tis thine abundant annual fruits to bear, for needy mortals are thy constant care. To thee, great king, Avernus is assigned, the seat of gods and the basis of mankind. Thy throne is fixed in Hades' dismal plains, distant, unknown to rest, where darkness reigns. Where destitute of breath, pale spectres dwell, in endless, dire, inexorable hell. And in dread Archeron, whose depths obscure, earth's stable roots eternally secure. O mighty demon, 
whose decision dread the future fate determines of the dead. With captive Persephone, core throw grassy plains, drawn in a four-yoked car with loosened reins. Wrapped aware the deep, impelled by love you flew, till Eleusina's city rose to view. There, in wondrous cave obscure and deep, the sacred maid secure from search you keep. The cave of Atheris, whose wide gates display an entrance to the kingdom's void of day. Of unapparent works thou art alone, the dispensator, visible and known. O power, all-ruling, holy, honoured light, these sacred poets and their hymns delight. Propitious to thy mystic's works incline, rejoicing come for holy rites are thine. And then you would meditate, petition them, ask for their assistance, their healing, protection, whatever. You don't have to do a bath to do this ritual, just adapt it to your needs. Now, I've created a dream tea. During this moon phase, powerful dreams can be had, often of a healing nature too. I've gathered a collection of herbs that you could drink during this time to aid your dreams. Use as many or as little as you want. Be warned, they are powerful and check they are suitable for you to work with. They contain some allergy warnings. And in some larger doses, they're toxic. So don't mess around. Some of these herbs are used by indigenous tribes and they are endangered. If you want to work with them, please... I think it would be a good idea to buy these plants from indigenous businesses and support ethical and sustainable practices where they protect the plant. With the tea, drink it before bed, set an intention and focus on your heart. So the first one is mugwort. I'm not going to go into detail here. If you want to learn more about it, I've covered it in the episode called mugwort. In India, Salastrus panaculatus seeds are used as a dream enhancer. Kalia Zatek Chichi is also known as Mexican dream herb and is used by the Chontal Mayans. Dreams after using this herb are far more vivid, longer and memorable. It has quite a bit of taste and 5 grams is said to be the optimal dosage. Selene Capensis is revered by the Kosa of South Africa. The roots are used by medicine people to enter a trance and to induce vivid dreams. It's also seen as a teacher plant. Hemelia salicifolia was a popular plant used by the Aztecs who called it sinichuchi, meaning sun opener. It's still used today by Mexican shamans. Traditionally, the leaves are harvested, they're allowed to wilt, and they're placed in the sun for at least 24 hours to ferment. This is where sinichuchi, sun opener, came from. Nephia caerulia also known as Blue Egyptian Lotus, was a very sacred plant in ancient Egypt. Today, herbalists use it to treat insomnia, and it can bring about intense dreaming. Asparagus racemosus has a long history of use within China. Taoist monks actually named the plant Flying Herb due to the vivid dreams it produces. Another popular herb from Africa, particularly South Africa, is Entada reedi. It's a giver of dreams, and it also allows communication with the spirit world. Experiment and mix with these herbs and see what comes up for you. When the moon disappears from the sky, we enter the realm of the crone, or the dark goddess. 
some goddesses to honour and work with during this phase are Hecate and Kali, who I've mentioned, but also Pele, Sekhmet, Nyx, the Morrigan, and Hel. Hel is the Norse goddess of the underworld, and where Christians took inspiration from for the name of fiery evil Hel that we know today. Burning Ritual. So I often work with Hecate around the Dark Moon. Now one of the great things about Hecate is that she'll accept darker emotions as offerings and actually take them away for you. I usually write down thought patterns and behaviours that I want to release. I read them aloud to Hecate and I burn them. Very easy and very powerful. And you could invoke Hecate beforehand by saying, Dark Hecate, knower of all the mysteries, keeper of the keys, as you led Demeter into the realm of Hades in search of her daughter, so lead me tonight into the darkness in search of myself. Wise lady, the torchbearer, if it be your will, be here now. And you could also try blindfolding yourself to aid in meditation and say, I embrace the darkness, I trust you Hecate to guide me. Enemy Binding Spell. Now this is another one of my favourites, and binding in this context means that someone can no longer harm you in whatever capacity. So this is one that I use a lot and I like it, and it's really simple. It goes, I cast this spell into the night to bind my enemies and limit their fight. By earth, by wind, by water, by fire, I wish to stop their evil desire. The evil words and actions they spread shall only cause them to feel great dread. To lead this fight against their deeds, as I will, so mote it be. And I tend to just do that by itself, but you could also burn ground clothes alongside it which helps end gossip. Alternatively, if you have something of the person who's causing you harm, you could burn it alongside black snake root. Or you can write their name and their mother's name too, and burn that with the black snake root. This will banish and bind the person who's been bothering you. The astrologer Kelly Lee Phillips, when talking about the Dark Moon, said, It's not about letting go, it's about recognising when something is already gone. Lighting a black candle, I want you to visualise different parts of your life that no longer serve. Tie all these aspects up and bind them together with light. Now imagine them moving towards the candle and being engulfed by the flames. Let the candle burn out and have faith that what no longer serves has gone. And it's important to fill the void. Visualise what can replace what you've gotten rid of. The dark moon this month falls on the 16th, so there's time to prepare if you wish to take some tips from today. It's a time to light black candles, to burn earthly incense like myrrh and patchouli. The water from a dark moon can be used in banishing and protection spells. Cleansing and charging black crystals with a dark moon gives them extra potency. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path. I also want to connect you to information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors World community 
as well as being in the communal sugar pot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Mage as well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you'd wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com, and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is called Dark Moon Rising by A.J. McKinley. The dark moon is rising, no silver left to see. The crone has awakened, her power flows in me. The dark storm is coming, the rain pouring down. The thunder raises power as lightning takes ground. The dark queen is walking, her whispers call to me. Ancient wisdom flowing, circling energies flow free. The dark night is waiting, its lore a sweet bane, steeped through my shadow, and I am forever changed. Peace out, bitches. Thank you.